This is Terrio Media. So you want to be a real estate investor, but you don't want to do the work. If there were only a way where someone else could do it for you, now there is. Tune in here each and every Tuesday on the Epic Real Estate Investing Show for Turnkey Tuesdays with your host, Mercedes Torres. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Turnkey Tuesdays, real estate for busy people. My name is Mercedes Torres and I'm lucky enough to be partners in crime with Mr. Matt Terrio, creator and brains behind Epic Real Estate Investing. If this is your first time here, glad you made it. Make yourself at home. If this is not your first time here, welcome back, my friends. Good to see you again. So first and foremost, um, I'm going to start off this week's episode because I want to acknowledge a few listeners that have totally reached out to me this week. Um, So O'Neill F. from Connecticut, a gentleman serving our country, he serves for the U.S. Army Reserves. First and foremost, sir, thank you for your service. And I want to acknowledge you for reaching out. I know that you are... um, sick of being in the rat race, so to speak. And I think I pointed you into the right direction. It was a pleasure speaking with you, sir. Chris and Shelby, currently living in the UK, both Americans, they uh, went to the UK for two years uh, for his job, and they recently, like last week, just got approved for lending, so congratulations. I so look forward to serving both of you, and really to meeting you when you come back to the country. Tina and her husband, I know you are currently living in Northern California. They're actually from England, and they have investments in England, and they are looking to dip their toe into the water with real estate in the United States. So uh, thank you for considering Cashflow Savvy. It was a great call. I hope I answered all of your questions. And Brian L. from Southern California, a pleasure connecting with you, sir, and uh, answering all your questions. You are on the right track. It looks like you're moving at the speed of instruction, and I am absolutely honored that you're considering Cashflow Savvy for your uh, next step. I mean, I can't possibly name everybody that I spoke with this week, but I just want to commend each and every one of you that have reached out to Cashflow Savvy to get your questions answered, you know, to get you geared up to pick up an investment property. Kudos to you. And I really want to commend those that actually closed on investment properties this week. A huge congratulations is an order. Darren and Lisa Virasamy from Northern California, they were guests on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. Darren is an executive of his own company, and Lisa, she is a real estate agent. They were both referred to us by a friend of ours, a friend of our show named Lee from Northern California. They picked up their second property with Cashflow Savvy. First one was in Alabama. The second one is in Indianapolis, Anderson, Indiana, to be specific. And they got smashing properties. So congratulations to you both, my friends. To Lori and Nestor, congratulations to you as well. Um, You picked up your second property and the second one was in Indianapolis as well, Lebanon, Indiana, to be specific. Your first one was in Alabama as well. So funny story about Nestor when he contacted me he says okay we're just gonna try one so 
when they closed on their first one, they talked about how easy it was. And then Lori said, well, how fast can I pick up the second one? And within a couple of weeks, she was in the queue. And congratulations on your second property, guys. Uh, Nick and Christy S., you picked up a stunning single-family residence in Birmingham with uh, almost a 10% cash-on-cash return. And to our newlyweds, Kimberly and Eric from Southern California, they actually got married while they were in our investor queue. Uh, I find that amazing. So congratulations, newlyweds, not only on your uh, marriage, but definitely on the acquisition of your two properties. You guys are already off to a great start, so kudos to you. And last but not least, Miss Sarah R. from Southern California. She was referred to us by a friend of Epic Real Estate, a friend of the show. You know, everybody becomes a friend once you start working with us, but uh, Enrique Santana referred her to us, and he's the crazy gentleman that uh, was interviewed on our podcast um, on Turnkey Saturdays uh, at the end of uh, 2018. At that time, I think he had picked up six properties. I'd like to report that Enrique is now on property number nine. So Enrique, thank you so much for referring Sarah. This isn't about you, Enrique. This is more about Sarah. Congratulations on your amazing first acquisition. And by the way, Sarah is in the queue uh, already looking at her second properties. She's one that closed on Monday and on Tuesday, she was right back in the queue looking for her other properties. So uh, kudos to all of you. Congratulations. You guys are on the right track to wealth. I speak from personal experience. And, you know, it makes me so happy just to, to see you guys think outside the box. I mean, each and every one of you, when you reached out to me, this was really your first investment just in real estate generally. I'm honored that you allowed me to hold your hand through the entire process. But I'm even honored that you guys came back for a second, a second property just because you get it. And the fact that you're doing something different is already setting you apart from just society in general. So you took a leap of faith and cash flow savvy. You're absolutely doing something unconventional to what society thinks you should be doing to create wealth. You took a different route and I just commend you and congratulate each and every one of you for doing that. Oh, it makes me so happy. So, okay, enough of that, uh, enough kudos, enough congratulations, and um, now let's get on to our episode, because I think our, what I'm going to talk about is really important. Today, I'm going to tap on the five profit centers of turnkey real estate investing, and out of those five, two of them are totally under the radar. So, you know, Matt and I often say that... Um, you know, we are just big fans of practicing what we preach, and we're huge fans of belonging to mastermind groups and just surrounding yourself with a community of like-minded people. And, um, you know, it's really important not only for your personal development, but for your business, uh, for growth in general. So, we're huge fans of mastermind groups. And, um, 
Last week, I was lucky enough to meet with my mastermind group. Um, you know, my mastermind group is based out of Southern California. Um, I've been a member of this mastermind group for less than a year, but uh, it took me a minute to get into this group because there's a, a qualifying process. And when I met with them this week, um, you know, the topic was, you know, money isn't everything. And by the way, my group is not only real estate investors, it's just uh, people in the professional business world. So anybody that's in business and there's criteria. So the business has to make an X amount of revenue in order to be accepted into this group, first invited into this group, then accepted into the group. So uh, in my group, there's somebody that has an Amazon business. I mean, a $10 million Amazon business. Uh, there's a woman that has a, a line of aesthetics. Um, she does uh, like beauty products and, uh, you know, nails and hair and eyelash extensions. Anyways, her business, uh, I think she's franchising it and uh, just over the top. And then there's an attorney there. So just to give you an idea, it's a group that is super diversified in business and they're just growing their business. So the topic this week was, you know, money isn't everything. You know, there's that old saying that says money can't buy happiness. It isn't everything. It's not the most important thing in the world. And while I heard all of my colleagues' points, and some of them, by the way, had really great arguments, I almost begged to differ. You know, money is the most important thing in the society in which we live in because it puts food on the table, because it puts roofs over our heads, puts our kids through school, you know, it puts clothes on our kids' back, shoes on our kids' feet, pays for medical bills, and it enables us to provide all of the things for the people that we love the most. You know, if money wasn't so important, then why do people commit at least one third of every day of their lives? I mean, upward to 40 years working to get it. They do it because life is better when you have money. It's better for you it's better for your family. And, and we live in a society where one just can't live to the fullest without money. And, you know, I'll never apologize for saying that. And neither should you if you feel the same way I do. There's nothing to be ashamed of, you know, wanting to eat and put a roof over your head and have a comfortable place to live or, you know, travel the world and try new things, taste new foods and have an uber amount of fun, There's, you shouldn't apologize for that. You know, and some of us want to look good while they're doing it, and they want to take their family to experience the finer things in life. And taking your loved ones on that ride, there's nothing to be ashamed of that. There's, there's certainly nothing wrong with wanting to be able to do all those things, especially after you've worked really hard and after your working days are over. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is to make more money than you need while you're working. The only way to do that is to work hard and to put that money to work so that it works harder for you than you do for it. There's no faster, simpler, easy, or more dependable way for the average person to do that 
than through real estate. You know, Matt often says, you know, on YouTube and on his podcast and just all around, even when we're working with our students one-on-one, he always says, real estate is the final frontier where the average person has a legitimate chance of creating wealth. There's no secret to that. And today, this is why I am sharing this with you. And I bet most of you, you've never heard this before. In fact, I went and searched to see if somebody had ever talked about this via books, blogs, uh, you know, YouTube, other podcasts. So if you find another show that shares with you what I'm about to share with you, I'd really like to know. I mean, email me, call my office, tell me. I'd really like to know about this because there are a lot of people out there that are willing and ready to teach you about real estate investing, whether it's through a real estate program or an expensive coaching program or those uh, free seminars, you know what I mean? And we all know that at the end of the day, they aren't free. Now, there's nothing wrong with investing in your education. In fact, I endorse it. Matt and I spend a large investment every year into our own education. But the problem with those uh, free seminar companies is they teach you just enough education to need the next program. And then when you get to the next program, they'll sell you another one. And then they do it again. So they teach you just enough so that you need the next program. You see, it's a sales organization, not an educational one. And this is why Matt and I give all the education away for free. I mean, we've totally have been saying that. We give you all the information, all the education for free, and we reserve the right to charge for implementation. Now, that's a whole different subject, if you will. But the tragedy is when you are doing these free real estate courses, you spend more time learning than actually doing. Anyway, that's a huge pet peeve of ours. Um, and, you know, my opinion, you know, it's typical you hear the sizzle when you're at these amazing events, but rarely do these events teach you the stake, so to speak. So today, I'm going to give you the bone-in, ribeye information and the five profit centers of turnkey real estate investing. And two of them are completely under the radar. So first, let's look at real estate's overall performance over the years. I found a, a Wall Street Journal article from the late 90s, and they conducted a 66-year survey. Back from 1926, probably as far as uh, these people were keeping records. And, um, you know, I went back to the 90s article simply because that's the one that had the longest amount of time that was surveyed because I'm trying to make a point here. So they all compared, um, you know, all kinds of investment opportunities like uh, the Dow, uh, industrial stocks, real estate, bonds, T-bills. And in their charts, um, they actually had that stocks beat real estate by about 1%. I think the stocks were something around 12-something percent, 12.2%. And 
real estate had appreciated over time to like 11.1. Now, what this study failed to show was that most people, when investing in real estate, they used leverage. And the typical scenario is they put 20% down and the bank brings in 80%. So that's a five to one ratio of other people's money being used other than yours, of which it produces five times the return. So the stocks might have barely beat real estate without leverage, but with leverage, real estate crushes Wall Street. It's not a contest, and this type of leverage isn't available to the average person than any other vehicle other than investment in this study. I mean, you could purchase stocks on margins, but you better have some insider information to back it up, or at least the reserves to back it up in the event that the stock market crashes or the option gets called. I mean, have you ever thought about why banks will allow you to leverage real estate, but not stocks? Have you ever stopped to think about that? The bank isn't playing that game. They'll never go near a stock or allow you to borrow funds to invest in a stock. And right there, that's a clue in itself. So there's profit center number one appreciation. And when real estate is leveraged, your appreciation is boosted five times. Now, a client of ours, Lee from Northern California, he purchased a property about three and a half years ago in Birmingham, Alabama. He did the typical financing, 20% down, 80% is covered by the bank or loaned to him by the bank. So he put down approximately $25,000 for this property and the bank funded the rest. Now, Birmingham just, you know, by by default or by mistake, so to speak, you know, I shouldn't say it's a mistake, but Birmingham, um, it's a pretty hot market right now. And, and in the last few years, it's appreciated. Therefore, his money has appreciated 19%, but his investment returned because of this appreciation, 95%. So to calculate that, you divide your down payment by the equity gained in appreciation. So in this case, we take the $25,000 that he invested because that's what he used as a down payment and you divide that by $24,000. That's what actually gained in appreciation. Now, that's how leverage works. Now, I'm not a huge fan uh, or a big believer in appreciation. I'm not that appreciation investor because let's face it, nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what the market's going to do in the future. Now, we can project, you know, we can assume just kind of based on history repeats itself, but the reality is we don't actually know if a market is going to appreciate it just so happened that Alabama appreciated a bit more because last year, 
Birmingham or Amazon announced that their next hub was going to be in Birmingham. So that caused that market to appreciate a little bit more, but nobody had that, you know, um, set in stone because although Amazon had talked about it, they also talked about 17 other markets that they were going to uh, potentially open their hub. So Matt and I are not huge fans of banking on appreciation, but in this case, it just so happened. So I like it, I'll take it, and I'll go with that. But I like it, I'll take it, and I'll go for it. You know, appreciation is just not an investment decision for me personally, but nonetheless, it is a profit center, and it's profit center number one. I don't bank on it, but it exists, and I'll take it when I can get it, okay? So let's move on to profit center number two, amortization. It's something that is an overlooked profit center in real estate, probably because very few people understand how it works and and how to calculate it. So amortization is the paying down of the debt with a fixed schedule over time. And when it comes to income property, it's not you paying down your debt. It's the income from the property paying down your debt typically by the way of a tenant. Now, when those payments are made, a certain portion is allocated to the principal. So to figure out your ROI and the amortization profit center, you divide your down payment by the amount of principal paid down. So to keep it simple, I'm going to stick with Lee's properties. And in those three years, Lee was able to pay down $3,500 in principal. Divide his down payment by the 3,500s and you'll get right around 14%. So now with profit center number one, appreciation, 95%. And now profit center number two, 14%. Add those all up and Lee's three-year return is approximately 109%. It gets better though. I know it sounds completely unrealistic, but math doesn't lie, people. Do the math. We've got three profit centers to go. I've just named two. Now, next, depreciation. Depreciation is a tax deduction allotted to real estate investors to recover the wear and tear of the property through annual tax deductions. So let's go back to Lee's property. The depreciation is distributed over 27 and a half years. That's what's called straight line depreciation. And that's how the tax code dictates how this deduction is distributed. It's over 27 years. Estimated improvements is 80% of the purchase price. As the land that comes with the property is not depreciatable. Is that even a word? You're not able to depreciate that. So the typical split is 20% for the land and 80% for the structure. So divide that by 27 and a half and you get about 3500 of depreciation. 
$3,500 of depreciation. And you get that every single year, by the way, every year for 27 and a half years. This is why I always harp about real estate investment, the depreciation, and the tax benefit, because very few people sit there and explain it to you. Now, even tax professionals, they'll just put the number into their system, but if you manually learn to calculate it, I mean, it is a huge game changer, huge. So Lee's estimated tax bracket is 30%. Therefore, the annual depreciated amount of $3,500 multiplied by the tax bracket gives you about $1,100 that Lee can deduct from his tax bill every year. Did you hear me say that? Every year. So over those three years, the total being right at around $3,300, and then divide it by the initial investment of your down payment. You get a 13% ROI. Add that to our 109% that we've already calculated, and you get a 122% return. Are you starting to see the profit centers that add up contributing to your wealth? I mean, this is contributing to your wealth creation, people. No joke. Do the math. Okay. Woo. I get excited about it because it just, now you guys know why I love real estate and specifically buying properties and holding them. It's like a no brainer. Okay. So the next profit center, cash flow. The whole reason why I named our business Cash Flow Savvy is cash flow. Now, to be specific, cash flow, it's what's left over after all of your operating expenses. So after we pay property management and maintenance, and then after all of your debt service, so that's your taxes, your insurance, your mortgage payment, after all that is taken care of, what's left over and what you put in your pocket each and every month is called cash flow. And this cash flow adds up. Now, remember all of those people that I named at the beginning of the podcast that just closed on two properties? Well, the extra money that they are now putting away, that's money that's going into their pocket. And that's just cash flow. I didn't factor any of the other factors that I had named into their investments. Well, they're going to figure it out. Then in a couple of years, or even at the end of this year, they're going to see the difference. I guarantee it. So back on track, cash flow, this is passive income. And so Lee's property rents uh, for $1,475, giving him an annual gross rent times three years of $49,500. Okay, now we're going to subtract the expenses We're going to subtract the debt service and you get a collective cash flow for those three years of $8,640, just cash flow. So we then take the cash flow divided by Lee's down payment of $25,000 
and you will see that Lee's receiving about a 34% return on that initial investment. It all adds up, ladies and gentlemen. And Lee's return over a three-year period on his initial investment is a whopping 156%. Crazy, right? Crazy. Now, stop and think. Are your stocks paying you that? Is the vehicle where you have your money parked at the moment, are you getting 156% in three years? When we annualize that, Lee's received approximately a 52% per year just on the Birmingham income property. Now, I haven't mentioned that my friend Lee has picked up, I believe, eight properties, and he is currently picking up two more. Not too shabby, right? This is why I always say, ladies and gentlemen, at the very least, just acquire one investment property a year for the next 20 years. Even if you divided that in half, what if you acquired one property every other year for the next 20 years? Think about what you're doing to your family or think about what you're doing for your family. Think about the wealth creation that you are creating for yourself, your family, your children, your legacy. Who knows? Maybe even the organization that you've adopted that uh, you know you actually invest in every year because you have a strong belief in a charity, if you will. Think about what that's doing for you. If you're able to produce a 52% return on one investment property. And think about how it would impact your financial future if you were receiving 52% annualized return year in and year out. It's for as long as you keep your property. And then I hear the argument, yeah, but you know, you're not always going to get appreciation. You're darn right I'm not going to. This is why I don't back bank on appreciation. So let's ignore appreciation altogether and imagine it doesn't exist at all whatsoever and you'll never get it. So let's remove the appreciation from the equation. You're still at a 16.2% annual return. How is that different than what your money is currently generating for you now? Is your investment vehicle making you a 16.2%? Think about it. Now, the fifth profit center, oh, it gets better. <laughs> it gets a lot better. The fifth profit center is your time. You know, what's your time worth to you? I don't know, guys. My time is really valuable. I've got a little boy, a seven-year-old. I enjoy picking him up from school every day and taking him to karate and taking him to his American Ninja Warrior class and taking him on his play dates. I live for that. I live for making him dinner every night. Actually, I cheat. I don't make dinner every night, but we do have dinner together every night. That's really the only decision that you have to make. You know, what's right for you? You know, are you doing this for yourself? So, Think about just real estate in general. That's the only decision that you have to make right now, right? So are you going to do it for yourself or are you going to have somebody else do it 
for you. Sure, you might save a few bucks if you do it yourself, but is the savings worth your time? Is it worth your effort? I mean, do do you even know how to find and fix and tenant a property and even more important, manage a property? Not just a property, the right property. And if you know how, do you really have the free time to do it yourself? I mean, that's on you, ladies and gentlemen. But the ROI on your time is truly not something that you can calculate. We all place a different value on our time. And so you need to decide what your time is worth for you. But investors who invest in cash-flowing turnkey real estate properties, they place such a high value on their time. And unlike those investors who try to do it themselves, Turnkey investors get a cash-flowing investment that deposits money into their bank account right away without the long months of, you know, the typical process of buying the property themselves. First of all, searching for the property, finding the property, then buying it, doing the rehab, you know, all of the normal delays that are associated with just conventional investing. I speak from personal experience, ladies and gentlemen. I've done my share, and I know how time-consuming this is. This is why I am a huge fan of turnkey real estate investing. I've been there, and I've done that. And I only share it with you because I know I've experienced both alternatives, doing it myself and having a team doing it for me. So what did you learn this week, my friends? What did you notice? How is this different than how you're doing it yourself and how you've been doing it and how or how you've been thinking of doing it? You know, you could piece it all together and work by trial and error. And some people choose to do that. They want to learn how to do it all themselves. They want to make all the mistakes themselves. They want to lose money themselves to make them a better investor. And they generally end up going slow. Or, you know, you can plug into a turnkey system and go fast. So what do you want to do? Go slow or go fast? Fast, right? That's like a a no-brainer. You know, There are so many options out there, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just cash flow savvy, lots of options. So do your research, do your homework, do what you have to do, but take action and don't suffer from analysis paralysis. Don't spend years listening to podcasts and reading books and going to seminars. Take action. And don't let today's episode, what you and I are discussing right now and what you're currently hearing, don't let it be a a feel-good moment and then allow life to just pass you by and suck you back into the rat race of, you know, going to work every day and taking the kids to school and doing soccer and doing all those things. Don't do that. Stop. Take action. Here, do this. Matt and I did a lot of the work for you. So, Go to cashflowsavvy.com, that's savvy with two Vs, and download our free investor's guide to passive income. I have broken it up step by step on how to do what we've done. 
and just move at the speed of instruction. Matt harps on that all the time. He's like, move at the speed of instruction. Travel as far as you can see, and when you get there, you'll see further. I promise. And if you get stuck, reach out to me, man. I mentioned a couple people at the top of our podcast because all of you did something different. You all reached out to me, and maybe I wasn't able to help you, but I sure as heck was able to point you in a direction that would allow you to take action and make a difference for yourself, your financial future, and the financial future of your loved ones. Ladies and gentlemen, money isn't everything, but it is everything. That's it for today, my friends. My name is Mercedes Torres, and I will see you next week on the next episode of Turnkey Tuesdays. Is Wall Street failing to meet your expectations? Has your 401k tragically turned into a 201k or worse? Don't panic. You don't have a money problem. You have an idea problem. We're CashflowSavvy.com, and we'd like to share with you a new idea how one small shift can transform your financial future and accelerate its arrival. Go to CashflowSavvy.com to get this new idea that Wall Street doesn't want you to know about. CashflowSavvy.com. More control, less risk. CashflowSavvy.com.